Working Artist Project is brought to you by Second Line Arts Collective. Learn how you can support at secondlinearts.org. We're creating a platform for those who are curious. One that tells the story from the artist's perspective. Moments in time, captured from the innovators who are reshaping dance, music, theater, and the visual arts. This is The Working Artist Project. What's up, what's up, everybody? Good evening. It's your girl, JB. Yo, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? How are you? I I am good. How you doing? I'm good. Tonight, we have a very special guest, uh, Miss Alexa and listen, y'all. I don't want to mess her name up, but I'm gonna do it. I'm I'm, I'm gonna take a shot. You know how to, you know how to, you know how to pronounce it. I mean, I see. I'm assuming it's Alexa Barshini. Ah, okay, Barshini. It's not Italian. It's not Italian. Italian get the ch 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 ch. Exactly. You see, I'm from I'm from Mississippi, so we ain't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really, you know, I don't really, I don't really, yeah. I'm not okay. with it. I don't really know how to pronounce nothing other than I, cornbread. <laughs> Somebody's going to be mad at you if they hear you say that. I don't know who, but somebody. Somebody's going to be like, you know how to pronounce more than that. Nah, just don't be doing Mississippi it. like that. <laughs> if your last name ain't Williams, hey, I'm a, <laughs> I might mess it up. But anyway, uh, yeah, Jeanette, it's, it's good to see you. How you been? You too. I'm good. I'm good. I cannot complain. Happy to be here. Happy to be here again. Absolutely. So for all our listeners, y'all know Jeanette. She was with me for about a month. About a, a month for a, a month ago or something like that. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Greg, Greg is 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 on tour with Michael Blueblay or Blue. How you say his name? See, Blue I be Boo 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 Boo. That's my wife was Boo. like, stop mispronouncing that man's name. It's not Blueblay. It's Blueblay. Blueblay. It's real. It's like bubble, bubbly. It is like <laughs> Michael Bub. Bubbly. He on tour with Michael Bubbly, and. uh <laughs> <laughs> they on the road doing the thing. So so I got Jeanette with me tonight and, and I'm happy to have you and, and I'm excited. And uh, our, our special guest, Miss Alexa, is uh, with us tonight to talk about her up and coming record, what it's like to be a side person and, uh, you know, how creativity and all the wonderful things work in the world of music. She's a she's a wonderful vocalist uh, that hails from Connecticut. And, you know, it's funny because, Jeanette, the two of Tri-state you... Tri-state area, oh, shoot. Right? <laughs> the, two, the two of you guys almost met each other in Philly, right. but, but you know. She, she, I left, she came right right down, right up Broad Street, excuse me. I was on South Broad, she was on North Broad. There you, you know, go. that's how it happens. There you go. So, uh, but without further ado, y'all, why don't we welcome the one and only Alexa Barshini. <laughs> What's up, Alexa? <laughs> <laughs> you nailed did it. Did we get it right? Did we you get did, it right? Barshini, okay. yeah. <laughs> Yo, I'm panicking. I was like, oh no. Yeah, I did not no, ask. Okay. Yeah. It, anyway. I've heard it mutilated so many times. I'm not I'm not phased anymore. But yeah, it's it doesn't look like what it sounds like. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool, cool. <laughs> it's fair. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, let's why don't we start right at your heritage? I like that. Cause I I, I ignorantly assumed that you were Italian. Yeah, most people do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I kind of, I have that um, vague Mediterranean look about me. <laughs> so, so we go there. But yeah, um, my, my dad is from Lebanon. 
Um, he was born and raised there and came here in the 80s. And my mom is Canadian, but by way of Greece. Her her parents are both from Greece. Cool. Oh, and cool. so we, yeah, I think the, the Greek-American, Lebanese-American identity was real strong growing up. <laughs> and, and now, and now too, for sure. That's Great. what's up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did it yeah. did it like affect your music in any way or does it inform your music now? Yeah, well, I I think in a in a pretty big way like my dad for instance, he he grew up in a monastery in in Lebanon. He like was in boarding school there and he wanted oh. to be a priest for a long time, like a, an orthodox monastery. Wow. Um yeah, so he has one of those like really deep like uh I don't know if you've heard Byzantine music before, but really deep like macho but elegant and beautiful voices uh very powerful and he breaks it out at easter every year to sing um, (laughs) you have to Uh uh-huh and i don't know if you've ever been to greek easter but it's a very serious affair it's like it's yeah (laughs) yeah that's amazing yeah but um so there was that that was like part of the tapestry you know growing up was this like very um spiritual music but rooted in like really old and really um like dark textures weird tonalities and tones and then on the other side my mom actually the greek music was definitely flowing through uh our house and you know we listened to a lot of it and went to a lot of greek dances and stuff but but the big one was um my mom is actually an opera singer she like grew up singing um and went to school for singing and so we that that was a big part of my life and is a big part of my life is just like talking to her about singing and thinking about singing. And oh, wow. That's beautiful. actually singing. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 We used to, when I was a kid, well, we had the same voice teacher growing up, which was kind of hilarious and also very much like this for a long yeah, time. I bet. I bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, yeah, we used to like, you know, sing um, bel canto arios around the house and just uh, go at it. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the cultural thing was was pretty influential, I'd say, and just like I don't know, forming an identity and um, you, like your values and how you think about the world and about music and about people and um, yeah, I, I I don't know if you get obviously there's different levels of this and different experiences of it, but like the the idea of the idea of family is so important when you're an immigrant in this country. And like, um, yeah, I I think there's good and bad to that on both sides. Um, but, but mostly good, you know, like having, having everybody, everyone's hands in the pot and always feeling supported. Yeah. But also needing to flesh out my own identity and my own place in the world, you know? Absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. I was just going to say singing with your mom and now being an adult and having a different style than opera. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. How does that, you know, as as a singer, how do you carry that into your your style as an as a person, as a Mm -hmm. as a as a person now and as a writer? Yeah, I think it manifests in a lot of ways. There's like the day to day of it where I find um, I find so much joy in the physicality of singing and mm-hmm. of like 
the exercise of singing. You know what I mean? Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, yes absolutely. That's <laughs> and I feel like thing. a crazy person about it sometimes no. because like, I, I think I spend so much time just vocalizing and singing yeah. like scales and exercises and patterns, but it feels so good. Singing is, and I tell my students and singers this all the time, the mm-hmm. actual physical act of singing is what brings me the most joy. Like it's yeah. not what I'm singing. It is literally physically singing. Yeah. I think we're lucky so though to have that. Like, I feel like that means that you had, at least for me, like I had some foundational experiences of like, just really like feeling good and, and having good teachers who showed me like how to use my instrument and, yeah. and doing it in a playful and almost athletic way. Yeah. Yes. That, that, um, yeah, I, I can't keep up with it necessarily the same way that I did as a young person, mostly because like when I was younger, my voice was a lot higher. I don't know if you had that as well. Yeah. But like I was singing all the way at the end of the keyboard, like high G's and B flats and stuff. And it was just like, no one needs that in a career in jazz music. (laughs) Right, right. Let's be honest. Most of the music I sing is like a lot lower. So, you know, but that's such a shame. And I'll go back to Darian at some point. But like, as a singer, it's such a shame that, especially in jazz, which is why I like more melodic tunes, because Mm -hmm. sometimes they just stay in one place. And as a vocalist, it's just like, yes, this is why I like to scat, because I can go up and down my range. But y'all aren't giving me anything in these melodies. (laughs) Come on. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I struggle with that as a writer, because I think where I write is mostly in a comfort zone space of like me and my piano or me and my guitar and just like pretty small and feeling like feeling it out mumble by mumble, if that makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't push me to different parts of my voice. Cause I feel like that takes a lot of um, confidence just to go up there. Mm-hmm. And in my writing brain, I'm like very in experimental, like vulnerable zone. Yeah. That makes sense. Yes. Yeah. But I, yeah, go I ahead. was just going to say, you know, you guys, yeah. The thing is, y'all sing with a lot of bad motherfuckers all day. If y'all were singing like at bar mitzvahs in fucking Kentucky somewhere, you might be yeah. like, I don't know about this singing for the exercise thing. You might be like, I need to sing yeah. with some bad motherfuckers. <laughs> like, no, you know, for sure. it's, it's an advantage because both of you guys are phenomenal singers. And then, honestly, I'm, I'm lucky. I'm big fans of both of y'all. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so I'm just curious, like, is it really the singing or or is it that you get to sing? You're, you have the opportunity to sing with such wonderful musicians like me. <laughs> like me. <laughs> nice. I love that you do. Like me. Yeah. <laughs> Which one well, is Jeanette, it? Jeanette, you want to take that one? Oh, well, I mean, I'll take the first answer and I okay. will say um, maybe, but usually no. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I guess I have a similar answer. Like there's, I don't like playing sad gigs. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't like playing with people who don't get it or like who don't respect it or, or like give space. Um, but I also think there's just a, like a, almost like a childlike joy in being able to sing high notes in my bedroom. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. it's addicting. I don't know what it is, but it I think great. that's what I got from my mom going back to that. Like that, that's a inherited 
trait. But Jeanette, was that in your family at all? Or are you just like, yes, you just my, my mother was a singer. My father's an instrumentalist. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was my daddy was a singer, but it skipped me, luckily, because I would have used my powers for, for evil. I'm oh, just I, know you would have. I know you would have. <laughs> oh, oh, I would have been I on mean, the corner. Ooh, yeah. Just like, <laughs> what are you the, saying? You know, time's a wasting, man. You think you got to get on it. <laughs> I know I heard you sing a little bit at the top of this when we came on. You sang, you sang a, a little little thing. Oh, that's all I got. That's all I got. That's it. Got <laughs> <laughs> a little tone there. Yeah. You probably just need to find your range. Oh, yeah. Good, you know? Yeah. My range is shut the fuck up. That's my range. Like, <laughs> don't your ever range just play some drums. Is that yeah. what your range is? Just play the drums and shut up, dog. Like, stay in the back. <laughs> Oh, man. That's hilarious. That's uh, Alexa, like, I, you know, since we're talking about music, I have noticed you, you are, I don't know what you classify yourself as, but let's get into it. Because I, I I'm, as I'm listening to your music and checking you out, I, it doesn't sound like you put yourself in a box. So what is your music? And, you know, how do you how do you deal with that? Yeah, well, I, I think that part is like an ongoing conversation for me and like and something that's that's honestly difficult I think it's like I am not satisfied doing one thing like I, I get so much out of so many different things and I've been really lucky to be able to play with a lot of other people playing their music um like that that brings me so much joy is to get to like drop in and do a lot of different stuff um I will say like I'm a jazz singer like that's my that's my like core and that's my like foundation of all of this stuff and my my favorite singers are are from that canon in that world but I also I I guess I'm like a singer songwriter as well like I have <laughs> I think the the most um engaged I feel as far as like mind body and heart or whatever is when I'm writing and like figuring out those puzzles. And so there's, there's that element too. Um, but that makes it kind of hard to have a career, I think, because, because <laughs> people want to know what you are. And I'm just like, well, I don't know, figure it out. I just listen to this <laughs> yeah. stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's like, you know, one of, one of my struggles and my joys is like figuring out how to, how to, do all of the things that makes mm. sense yeah that makes sense to me i mean mm -hmm. I'll, I'll tell you something that ellis marcellus told me mm -hmm. a long time ago and you guys i want to hear from both y'all on this is mm -hmm. we were talking about singers and stuff and i i was like yeah man you know these jazz singers he was like you know i don't think that there is a such thing as a jazz singer and he, he's i think his exact words i'm not sure because that's what that was his thing i'm not sure to make you think about it. i was like damn maybe he's right but what mm -hmm. what do you think like since you just self-identify as i'm a jazz singer like does that even exist Ooh, scandalous question <laughs> <laughs> i think it doesn't it doesn't i i mean like i guess the the most direct definition I would say of a jazz singer is someone who's an interpreter of songs and like um like is rooted in that music and and can deliver melody in a way that is you know nuanced and and their own 
if that makes sense. Obviously, that's that's a pretty wide definition. And so you could fit a lot of people in there. But like, for instance, I think Joni Mitchell is a jazz singer. Like if you listen mm. to her singing <laughs> and this is kind of all of this stuff is it's not really the way I think about music on a day to day right. basis. But yeah, I mean, like when you listen to Joni sing, especially in her later years, like that's jazz singing to me. And when you mm. listen to Willie Nelson singing in his early years and later years, like that's jazz singing to me, too. Hmm. I don't really know. His rendition of On the Sunny Side of the Street with Tony Bennett is one of my favorite things ever oh, really? to listen to. Yes. I haven't heard he, that one. He just doesn't care. Like mm -hmm. there's a beauty in not caring because he's just literally singing the song. Mm -hmm. And it's so Willie Nelson. And it's yeah. amazing. It's amazing. It's the best. Um, <laughs> to to answer your question, Darian, I think that's a good question. I I I tend to lean towards that there isn't a jazz singer, but there are uh, singers who want to put on as a jazz singer. Ooh. Like I, I don't think Alexa listening to you. I don't think that you are like a jazz singer, right? Mm -hmm. I think what we have done uh, is say that generally a woman in a pretty dress right in front of a mic as a jazz singer mm -hmm. or a man in a hot suit with a hat is a jazz singer. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's, that brings up the question, like, why are we using the word jazz at mm. all? But <laughs> which is why I also don't think I think yeah. the this stereotype of what a jazz singer is exists. But I mm -hmm. think more often than not, I like your your definition. But for me, uh, you know, I don't I don't call my I, I kind of identify a little bit like you, like I'm not a jazz singer. I sing jazz, but I'm like I'm a student and a whatever -er of putting on mm -hmm. into the black American music canon. Exactly, and that's all yeah. that matters. Um, yeah, I guess there's this 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 element of like uh, maybe debt or gratitude that goes into it of like if I didn't have like Ella or Carmen, like if they if they weren't a part of my life, then who knows? And, you know, that's interesting <laughs> because I listen to. So my favorite vocalists that sang jazz mostly are Blossom Deary and Carmen McRae. And they oh, wow. couldn't be any different. Right. Yeah. Like and so people would listen to Blossom Deary and be like, I don't really know if she's a jazz singer. I think mm -hmm. she was. And she played the mess out of a piano. And oh, my gosh. Yeah. Made beautiful arrangements and like was very stylistic. And then you have and Carmen hilarious. McRae. And hilarious. She was amazing. There's some live. I'm so upset I didn't get to see her before she passed away. I know. Um, yeah. Yeah. But then like but then Carmen McRae is completely different. Heavy swing storytelling, not given a goddamn like. And that's that's what I love. But then I would then if we're going to go with that classification, Shaka Khan's a jazz singer, mm -hmm. but she's not. But she, you know what I mean? So, yeah. 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 I mean, I guess that. I kind of feel like classification in any sense is, is arbitrary and like um, can be confusing and like almost like ego driven. Like, are we just trying to like say something because we want to say something, you know, but it is helpful to be like, yeah, I owe everything to like black American music. Like I, I, that is my, my heart and my passion and my, my road that I'm traveling. But yeah, I don't I want to ask you a tricky question. Okay. 
<laughs> clear my throat. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Getting ready. Getting so, ready. So dig this. Is it possible for music to be good without a vocalist, without a singer? Oh, I think so. No, it's not. Let's disagree. Oh, come on. <laughs> I love instrumental music. I think like, well, good is kind of arbitrary. What do you mean? Yeah. good? I mean, like, isn't it just boring? It's like a <laughs> bunch of dudes and women and it's and all in between just playing. It's like, look at me playing my saxophone. No one cares. Like, like I need I need a vocalist up there every time. That's hilarious. Like, tell That's me a nice. story with words and <laughs> melodies. So I think more instrumentalists need to learn the words to songs. That ain't going to help them, Jeanette. Trust it, me. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a mindset, <laughs> honestly. But I think making instrumental music with the mindset that you have, though, of like it needs to tell a story can be really powerful. Yeah, because some of this shit is just yeah. sound. Yeah, well, there Nothing. there has to be the like idea of an audience in mind, I guess. Like, you know, how are they going to receive it? Vocalists like you guys come up to the stage and, and you, there's a way you look at the audience that is, is, is like, we are in this together. I love you. And right away, you're like, oh, man, I love this singer. Like, wow, she looked or he looked at me or whatever. Mm-hmm. And versus like a saxophone player comes. Yeah. And like they don't even talk to you on the mic. And then they like after the gig, you're like, good show. Like, thank you, man. And just get a drink. They don't, you know, versus like, have you noticed that? Like if I came to your show, like actually I met you at a show for the first time about yeah. a month ago. Like yeah. you were like, hey, what's up? And talk to me. If it was a saxophone player or something, they just like, oh, what's up, man? It's, it's, it's a certain <laughs> kind of, it's an intimacy an there. Energy. Yeah. What, let, talk about that. What is that? And let's let's get to that. You know? Well, I feel like if when you're a singer, you it's like baptism by fire. Like when you're the front person and people are looking at you to read the words off of your mouth and like feel something like, if you don't deliver, it feels terrible. <laughs> it feels <laughs> very bad. And so, and, and it's something I struggle with too, because I don't really feel like an entertainer as a, as a person. Like I didn't pursue singing because I liked attention or like, because I wanted people to look at me and hear what I had to say. I did it because I love singing and because I have a lot of feelings that I have to wow. deal with, Okay, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, but with that in mind, like, if you don't do it in some capacity, it feels like dead space or like, um, or at least that's how it registers for me. But I think when people are playing on a high level, instrumental music or vocal music, like people are going to feel something, you know, like the good, the good ones know what they're doing. <sighs> I'm going to disagree. <laughs> I see some bad motherfuckers and motherfuckers yeah. in the audience sleep, you know, and then the singer comes up and it's like, oh, yeah, man. Right. You know? Yeah. It, it, so I'm going to disagree on that one, you know? I'm crazy, yeah. though. No, just ignore me. Just ignore me. <laughs> But I, I will say, like, I think musicians have to try harder. Like, there's a reason that everyone in the world thinks jazz music is lame or like it's boring. Um, and there's a reason that singers feel left out a lot of the time, too, you know, because um, I think it's looked down upon or at least in jazz education or 
in music school, like being a singer, you feel so like, um, like at baseline, stupid. <laughs> like that's the, yep. that was my experience. I don't know if you arts was the same way. And Temple was like great. Like as far as this stuff goes, like awesome female mentor and uh, mentors, sorry. And like a really heavy singing program, but still you're dealing with like 18 year old boys coming from the suburbs who don't yep. understand. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And so there's a lot of just like, and, and there's dealing with the same energy of just like wanting to show up and like be tough and all of that <laughs> stuff. But um, yeah, I think there's, there's some kind of weird priorities going on in music school and education where it's like, no, what's important is connecting and telling a story and like, um, making music that's listenable and not necessarily like, you know, going really deep into, um, something like muscly and, and athletic and like, uh, alienating to the listener. I don't yeah. know. I call it man jazz, Jeanette. Don't nobody care yeah. about it. Don't nobody that's care about jazz. it. That's real. That's yeah. real. <laughs> yeah. So but there's a difference too between like, like athletic music and like testosterone music. You know, I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because testosterone music does not have to be, uh, what's the word? Uh, complex. Yeah. It's just you know, hitting you in the face with whatever they want to yeah. hit you in the face with. Also like testosterone is a great thing. Like I, I love, I love the elements that it brings to music. And like, I also feel a lot of the time, like a teenage boy. <laughs> so Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm not saying that as like a, you know, panning uh, male behavior or, you know, it's just like maybe embracing both worlds. Yin yang. There was a video going around on Instagram. Uh, Terrence Blanchard was being interviewed by somebody and he was talking about, I think he was talking about Wayne Shorter. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about how brilliant he was because he didn't make the list. He, he, it's not that he didn't have the skill to play at a higher level, but he came down to what the listener could um, ingest. Mm -hmm. It was, it was something to that effect. Yeah. And that he is brilliant at actually creating music that people want to listen yeah. to mm. and oh, not man, yeah. just, um, you know, heady with, and there's nothing wrong with it. Like we said, there are there, I believe there needs to be balance. I think that there can't be heady music without not as heady music. I believe that there can't be just vocal music because if I hear like, and this is, this is going, I think the complete opposite way, but if like, I hear a bad vocal jazz group again, I might cry. Like, I just, I don't think it should be in a jazz education. I think it's stupid, kind of. That's not true. I loved, I love singing in a vocal jazz group, but I would not pay to listen to a whole show of it. Um, yeah. No, no yeah. shots at anybody like, that's watching. But it's, it's, I, but it's like, it's a balance. I, but, but that exists because, it is listenable in a lot of sense. And I, I mean, I swear to God, I love singing like all the, oh gosh, who's that arranger? I don't remember, but like all the, there will never be another use with the scat solis. Like it was a really great moment in college to be able to sing that. Oh, yeah. But I don't want to go to the blue note in here. Do a, do a, ba -da -da -ba -da -ba -da -ba -da. like I don't, yeah. I don't want to do that. It was a great tool to learn. 
Yeah. But I, I'm gonna just I drop think that's the thing. I'm gonna just drop this right here for you. Because well, uh, <laughs> Jan- Jeanette, not, she not fucking around tonight, y'all. She no. just said that a vocal jazz sucks. Uh, <laughs> r- r- just for all the vocal jazz. I didn't say that. Jeanette Berry said that. Don't write me an email. I said that vocal jazz groups. I said vocal <laughs> oh jazz God. groups. I said vocal jazz groups. Don't write me I an email. Of which I know a lot. Of, of, no, of which I know a lot, too. Like, I am, like, throwing shade on, like, my oh, bread man. and butter. Like, not bread and butter. But I didn't get into vocal jazz in high school. I auditioned and they were like, nah. <laughs> they rejected you? Wow. Yeah. That's then, crazy. Yeah. And then that year I got into the jazz band and I was like, well, if you guys, I'm going right. to the jazz band. <laughs> <laughs> which is good. Which is a good thing. Yeah. It was actually, it was, it was great. My band director in high school was, was the shit. That's <laughs> awesome. I, I think this is a night, a really good time for us to listen to some of your music okay. and uh because uh we we need to we need to restart i'm about to get about thirty thousand emails right now i already know man this is crazy so it was on me y'all it was on that's me fired. <laughs> I, I can't remember the name of this song alexa that we're gonna play it's called uh we'll see, we'll see. um and it's me and my uh, duo partner uh jackson fitzgerald beautiful great so name yeah, man, oh, yeah. Jackson Fitzgerald is he a politician? Mm-hmm. He sounds like he's, you know. he does sound like one, right? No, he's he's no, okay. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> um, but this this is a song that he wrote. All right, y'all, check this out. We'll see. That's crazy. That oh like, gosh. you know what I mean? Like I just hugged myself over here. You know, I, right. I, I'm in here by myself, y'all. But that that's so beautiful, man. Wow. Thank you. So what's the story behind that? We'll see. What are we waiting to see? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. So Jackson and I started playing together um, probably in 2017 or so. Um, and we were both like somewhat fresh off the boat 
like we were new to New York and kind of uh, uh, broke and <laughs> <laughs> and um, depressed. <laughs> uh, and it was like the first time I, I felt like super connected to somebody uh, musically. Like we we got together and played all the time and, and developed like a set of repertoire that just like felt um, awesome. And uh, Jackson was writing a lot of songs at the time, that one included. Um, and he actually recorded uh, most of that music and is releasing it in the next couple months, actually. So keep an eye out. That's awesome. Um, yeah, his his first record. Um, but yeah, I think um, I really gravitated to his playing because we have a lot of similar influences of like improvised music, but also um, like Americana and, and Brazilian music too. Like uh, that song um, he wrote after listening to a lot of um, Ginga, if you know the the artist Ginga mm-hmm. just like really beautiful like nylon string counterpoint and um like amazing melodies and I really love that style of singing like Joao Gilberto is one of my favorite singers of all time just like yeah <laughs> I think I learned like more f- about phrasing than from him than like almost anyone else um and also just like the syllables and the textures of that music really resonate with me and feel like home. Um, so, so yeah, we, we made, uh, a lot of music together. We just played actually on Friday. Nice. That was, that was great. (laughs) Um, yeah, but that, that song is part of like part of our set and goes into another tune of ours that's on, on the interwebs too. But, um, yeah. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. I'm intrigued um, mainly because we have a lot of similarities and I'm only meeting you now. Um, But I'm intrigued to hear you talk about what it means to sing and play other people's music, but also how it influenced you and if you found more confidence and more of yourself in that space. Mm, yeah, a ton, I think. Um, yeah, I've, I always struggled with, um, writing music, but writing lyrics was like my bread and butter, especially as a younger person. Like, um, that was my first thing was, was writing lyrics for other people's music. And it was a really great way for me to express myself and, um, like be creative in a way that felt like, good and also get to just like dive into other like composers visions um yeah I feel like so lucky to be able to do that um and that people keep asking me to write lyrics for them because I just I I really love it um but yeah one of the first people I I did that with was um Julian Shore who's piano player here in New York we met when I was like 15 or something I was at Litchfield Jazz Camp if you know the camp uh huh, and I I think like one of my first recording sessions was with him playing uh like some of my lyrics that I wrote to his to his music, um, and yeah I, I think there's so much, and and then I went on to do that with with the, several other bands. I think there's so much freedom in playing other people's music, especially if you have a good band leader like like Willem Delasfor, for instance. He's just yep. like the ultimate um 
you want to be on his team no matter what, (laughs) you know, like because he brings out the best in everybody and he never he's always encouraging you to do what you hear um, and to be the most like. um, Adventurous, like person you can be, you know, and so there's like there's a lot of safety there, like trying things out without feeling like it's the biggest statement on who you are as an artist and like um, like what you're putting out in the world. Um, yeah, I've been, I've been lucky to do that with a lot of bands where it's like new music and, um, like a lot of improvising. And then I also do, um, do get to play in these like swing bands. I don't know if you guys know that about me, but <laughs> oh, cool. yeah, I, I have, um, one of my really dear friends who's also a temple grad, uh, Danny Janakuchi. I play in his bands and we do a lot of um, music for dancers. And so, yeah. And it, that in the beginning I was like, what is this? I don't understand. (laughs) Um, who are these people and what are they doing? And like, I'm just going to sing like Billie Holiday because that's what I was into at the time. Um, and I learned a lot about like how to engage with dancers and like try on that hat of like really singing in the pocket, which was super new to me. Um, and yeah, I've just learned so much and so many different um, facets of, of my instrument and how I can use it. And that's been really great. But I think the, the lyric writing and, and being in bands that encouraged me to, to try things like that's I really savor that and I need that. Yeah. Because um, when I'm a band leader or trying to put my own project together, I can tend to be more on the like reserve side, I would say which is hard. That's like the opposite of what you need to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's like my foundational, like, okay, these are the good experiences is when I'm like playing other people's music and feeling like my most charismatic and engaged. Mm. So, yeah. You know I mean? one, one thing I, I, I like that you said, or I, I want to kind of talk about is how personal it is for you to play music with someone, because you mentioned when, you know, with your guitar player, you, that was the first person you felt a connection with. And people who don't live in New York may not know this, but it's mm-hmm. it's nine million of us here, but it's hard to make friends. Oh <laughs> you my know? God, yeah. It's, it's hard to find mm-hmm. your people, someone who you can mm-hmm. trust, you know? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. for me, I'm like, I'm a person, I'm from the South, so I'm from Mississippi. So I need to trust you to play music with you, you know? We gotta be friends. Like I can't, yeah. which is not the case for some people. So I, I just kind of want you to talk about that, like the ability to open up and be that vulnerable with another human being. Yeah, it's really hard. In New York, it's harder, I think, than most places probably. And I don't know. I I only know Philly other than New York. And Philly was like where I went to school and where I developed some of like my deepest friendships. So like that's not really a kind of like an adult relationship with that city. Like I, I built trust with people out of uh, necessity and experience. Like we were children (laughs) and it was great. Um, But yeah, you, you get here and it's like, there's a million people and uh, you're like a, or at least I was like a young girl and very easily like um, brushed over or just, that's not the word. It's just hard physically to show up in New York when you're a young girl. And I know it's also hard as a man, but, or 
or anywhere on the spectrum in between. But um, I think I had my guard up for for a while of just like, I don't trust any of this. Sorry, if, I don't know if we're allowed to swear on this. Y'all, you can do whatever you want. Be yourself. Okay. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think um, it takes time and there's just so many different things happening in this city, like so many different kinds of music. And even within a kind of music, so many different ways that you can express that. And I knew like, I don't know, 10 people when I came here and um, it it took a while to like get on my feet and figure out who my people were. Um, but I got lucky that like some people took a chance on me too. Like, like Willem, for instance, like met me one time and he was just like, okay, we're going to give you a shot. And I was like, Oh my God, thank God. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so I got lucky in that way, but yeah, building trust is like, it takes time. And, uh, I think it's, um, feels really hard when you don't have it you know like um yeah it was really hard for me to make music in the beginning when I moved here I was just like I don't know what I'm doing and I I don't know how to express what's missing you know and then little by little those things started to come together and I also started to have more of an idea of like where I fit in the whole thing um, still figuring that out. Obviously it's a, it's an ever evolving thing and I don't think I'll ever want to just be one thing in one place. So yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, that answers, th- th- no, no, that answers my question. And, uh, I like that you don't want to be one thing in one place. And I know that for a fact, because it's funny because it threw me for a loop. I heard you first at, uh, with Will on some recordings, yeah. some bootlegs, because it's funny. We never played with Will together, but I heard you. Yeah. And and so I had an idea. I was like, oh, OK, she do this kind of thing. And then when you sent your music, I was like, oh, wait a minute. What's that? What? <laughs> and, you know, and I was like, that's why I asked you the question earlier. Like, what do you what do you call your music? Because it's not yeah. easily described. I mean, other than killing, other than amazing oh, and great. You know? Yeah. And, and I, I find that that's a similar trait with vocalism, especially in New York, you know, because mm. even Jeanette, like, you know, I can hear Jeanette playing some, some straight up hip hop gospel funk stuff and then come swing your ass in the ground. You just like, wait a minute. <laughs> this is not normal. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and so not normal. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, you guys share that ability, you know, and, uh, but yeah, you answer my question. What you got, Jeanette, you about to say something. So, yeah, we uh, that kind of segues into what you're doing for this new record that you're um, writing, because the snippet that we heard, it's so okay. It's really wild how people come together and people come into your life, even just for a podcast and such, Um, because what I found was in. 2019, I decided to let go of my band. Like I had a band for 10 years, Jeanette Berry and the Soul Nerds. It was my identity as a musician. And then I said, none of my people except for Anwar live in New York. So they all still lived in Philly. And I was like, this is crazy. I want to start playing music with other people. And so we're going to disband. And then the first thing that I like, the first I did a like a little EP in 2019. And 
what happened was it was all the music that I didn't think I could do with that band, but it didn't sound anything like that band. Mm -hmm. And people were kind of like, what? And then I just put out <laughs> another thing and like some of the songs on there, people are like, this sounds really country. Like you were down in Charlotte for too long. Or <laughs> this sounds like super singer songwriting. Like I'd put this with Brandy Carlisle. And I'm like, well, yeah, because I listen to a lot of shit and I'm a singer and a writer. I'm not yeah. just a jazz singer and a jazz writer. So I'm really intrigued. All that to say, I'm really intrigued by where you are now writing this record and what you want to give to people with it. Yeah, well, I guess this this whole thing and it's it's still in the in the baby phase, like it's it's being um, it's in the womb. Um, <laughs> but it kind of emerged out of uh, the pandemic of like being alone in my room and being like, I still want to make music. What am I doing? Um, and I just gravitated more to the guitar and a lot of the music that I was listening to had guitar in it. Like I also love country music and I got a little obsessed with that. Um, this, this pandemic, <laughs> um, this time around. Um, yeah. And so it, it emerged out of necessity. I would say like, I, you know, I obviously did some remote recordings on, um, you know, like weird mashup YouTube stuff. And that was really great, but it only feeds you so much. Um, and I just felt the need to connect to myself and to like figure out how to build it from the bottom up, you know? Um, yeah. yeah so I, I was feeling, honestly, I was feeling, uh, like a little stuck and like, how do I, um, keep, like finding the motivation to create even when the world is like really messed up and, mm -hmm. and everything is telling me not to. <laughs> so I, I, um, signed myself up for a songwriting course, which is kind nice. of silly, but it was just like, just do it so that you have deadlines because you know, whatever they're going to tell you, that's cool. But like what you need is a reason to finish something. Yeah. And, um, it, super helped. And then it kind of opened up a whole new thing for me. It was just like, I got a couple songs out of that and then I just couldn't stop. Um, which is really great because writing for me in the past was always like, it would take me a year to finish a song. And now I like, I have more confidence in it and I like kind of need it in a way. Like I feel very at peace at the guitar in a way that I don't in other aspects of my life. Um, it's beautiful. Yeah. I got lucky. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I feel very grateful that, that it's, that it's a part of my life now. Cause I think, um, it gives, it gives me a lot of comfort just to, you know, connect to something that way. Yeah. You know, the, the, the crazy thing about the pandemic for, I think for all artists, as we talk to people and Jeanette can attest to this too, is that we need a reason to create like you know like i think before even for me i was like, oh you know i just i do this for me like it makes me happy yeah. but but the the people they they feed you they recharge you and so you're just like mm -hmm. okay i'm gonna do this again tomorrow night because that lady in the front she was vibing you know yeah and without that it was it was kind of empty you know just to yeah. to to play for yourself <laughs> Yeah, and there's, there was like momentum before and, and starting to happen again where it's just like, okay, you go from one gig to the next and like each each one 
inspires a different thing and like demands something different of you, whether it's like the logistics of it or the actual music of it. Um, and without that, it just, honestly, it felt stupid to be vocalizing like all the Mm. time or to be singing in my apartment. Like when my neighbors were just like, can you please, you know, (laughs) (laughs) we're just trying to make it through the winter, you know? Um, but yeah, the, the reason is, um, I think that's universal though. Like even like pandemic, notwithstanding, like nothing happens just cause you want it to, like it happens cause it, you need it to. And like, um, yeah, I'm just learning the power of deadlines. <laughs> Is it, that's real. Yeah. Very hard to manage on your own. Um, but like essential. Absolutely. Look, man, let's, why don't we, why don't we play this next tune? And, um, okay. I, it's, it's called sister, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is a demo. So like, just <laughs> don't judge, just listen to the damn song. Y'all I'm going okay. to go, I'm going off of my audience. So y'all just listen okay, to this. Song. Right. You know, the funny thing, I'll say this and then we'll play this tune. Y'all remember that song? You, you ever seen the color purple? Yes. Mm-mm-mm. You got to watch the color Sorry. purple. Cause, cause she's singing. Remember, she's like, sister. That's exactly what I thought when she said it. I was like, "Did she know that song?" Yeah, you got, you got to, you got to check the color purple out. It's, it's, it's kind of iconic. Yeah, but anyway, here we go, sister, y'all. Sister, it should come as no surprise. All that good advice. Play too much of that because they ain't released. Man. That ain't released. They got a whole vibe on it right there, man. Man, they got a, that's oh, my that's that's my personal shit wow. right there. I'm not even. <laughs> oh, thank you. I have a question. Mm. What and I I don't want to I don't want you to talk super long, but I have a theory now, and I want to see if this is true. What brought you to Philadelphia? Uh, uh I think uh, Terrell Stafford. long story short but he came to our high school and he was close him and dick oats both of them actually mute like equally uh had a tight relationship with the band director at my high school and my band director was just like i I was actually thinking about doing pre-med and i was like i don't know and my band director was like if you're gonna do this you have to do it and if you're going to do it, you should go to Temple. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was obviously great. more agonizing than that of a decision. But sure. um, yeah, does that, what what question, what answer so were you I looking think, for? Uh, not, I wasn't looking for an answer, um, but it kind of, I think it feeds into it. Because I think a certain person leaves the tri-state area and goes to Philadelphia for school. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, and that brings people that don't just play jazz that go to jazz school. Yeah. Like a lot of the people that I love in Philly. Yeah, we all went to jazz school. But actually, I didn't start in jazz school. I started musical theater and then moved over to jazz. Wow. Cool. Um, but 
people don't just play jazz and it's a great city not just to play jazz. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it's a huge black American music city, but then you have, you can do gigs in South Jersey that you would never know that you would be singing that or things, you know, all these different types of music come together in Philadelphia, but also all these different types of musicians come together in Philadelphia that don't just play jazz and so that feels very much like all the people that I respect that come out of Philly whether it be their hometown or just where they went to school so yeah. no for sure I think it it also offers an opportunity for all of those different types of musicians to cohabitate you know yeah like I think in New York people are in their own zones a little bit more um maybe that's just the nature of living in a smaller city like there's fewer people to to work with so you end up seeing people around more often and also yeah. like developing relationships with those people and being like, yeah, let's play. Yeah. yeah. But let's it's not, not easier to jazz. get to let's each play. other's houses. Yes. <laughs> that is also fair. Yeah. <laughs> also fair. Yeah. yeah. Do you know Sean Cronin? A very good, right? Yeah. That's his band name. Yep. Yeah. I don't know him personally, but I actually split a bill with him once playing do you guys know who John Singer is? Yeah. Jonathan Singer. Yeah. I was singing in his band, the Xyla folks, which is ah, one of nice. the best kept secrets. I think in New York, it's not even a secret, but it's one of the best things about New York because it's ridiculous. It is Everyone ridiculous. wears uh, animal costumes. Yeah. I got to be the panda bear and Love he it. plays the shit out of the xylophone okay like, so so insane yeah it's so i saw the first time i saw that guy <laughs> he was playing yeah. at bria skomberg's wedding and oh, yeah. i just like was i sat there and just was like what the fuck like just like this is crazy mm-hmm. I, wait, first of all he's in the, he's a bear anyway that's another yeah. time whatever. right right but anyway that guy is killing i think that you and sean would you, you guys should make music together because yeah. and, and also just on another thing it's just what i'm thinking about it you have you ever, have you ever heard mississippi john hurt oh yeah all right i knew it yeah and I, I fucking knew Leave it me man. A pallet on your floor right that- come on come on now yeah i already know this interview is over yeah he did that, <laughs> he did that this one. interview is one over. that i love um <laughs> oh you gotta walk that lonesome valley is that the one is it you gotta walk it by yourself i think that's john hurt uh, okay um, he's, he's got he's so much mute like Man, wow. Like, I knew it, man. See? Mm-hmm. Yeah, See? I mean, that. I think that was one of the things that I bonded initially with um, Jackson, the guitar player that you guys saw about, was just, like, like old blues music and, like, um, just that, like, really deep, uh, like, pain and kind of, like, spooky music. <laughs> and there's something very spooky about like Sun House and, and stuff like that, where it's just like it really gets the goose pimples going. Truth, yeah. honesty, yeah. Yep. sincerity. Yeah. yeah. And I think there's some weird hookup there in my brain with like that and just like the Byzantine music growing up where it's just like that kind of ancient feeling. Um, like. Yeah. Universal pain if that makes sense <laughs> no absolutely mm-hmm. yeah it's, you know it's that human experience and, and you know as we were getting on the call we were kind of 
talking about that. Like as as we get older, we're experiencing the fullness of life on both ends. And uh, especially right now going through the pandemic, I think mm-hmm. I don't think anybody has ever experienced so much loss mm-hmm. in a sh- this short. I, I know I haven't. And so, it, you know, it makes you. I was just talking to friends. I, I think I'm a better, different person. Like I'm nicer. The sound man mess up my sound. Oh, I'm good. Okay, no worries, man. I'm not going. You know, <laughs> like right. I want to. You hug all your friends uh, a little, little bit longer. Tighter. Yep. Mm-hmm. Every everything is is changing, and and we're not taking the the breath that we breathe for granted. Yeah. You you know what I mean? Yep. And yeah, I think on the other side of that too, it's like growing up a little bit and being like, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stand for the stuff that I don't like anymore. <laughs> you know, like yep. being, being a more, um, honest and responsible person as far as like, I, I say this word all the time, but like setting boundaries around what you feel good about. Cause that makes you ultimately a more compassionate person when you're able to like meet someone like really where you are. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do these days is just like be more honest and like meet my own needs, mm. you know, because I, I think just like meeting other people's needs is often easier personally. Yep. Um, but that inherently is like a selfish act, I think, because hmm. it's just like you want to be the person that people like. I don't know. Now yep. we let me get on my couch. <laughs> we are in right. therapy now. That's what I'm right. talking about. I love right. it. I love it. <laughs> Go yeah, ahead, Janet. I know you got something. No, <laughs> no, no. You know you got something, Janet. Go ahead. What is it? It's no, no, no. I just um, I I'm I'm grateful that folks are feeling more that way. Um, it's a it's a strange confluence though because you get people that aren't doing it but that are ingesting it that might take it for granted again which is a problem I've been having in the past six months um, is seeing audiences want something so badly that they treat it badly when they don't get it the way they want it Um, and that's hard to watch and it's not just happened to music but like even looking at sports like i don't know if y'all watch basketball darian i know you watch basketball but when people were throwing stuff at russell westbrook um like when they were throwing things at players because they just didn't like it and then you have audience members that and people that still don't want to pay for music and are you know rude like of course they're amazing audiences i've had amazing audiences in the couple gigs that I've had since everything's opened back up. But I've, I've heard experiences where people are just shitty and it's like, as, as human beings and as creators of something, I think it is our job kind of in a divine sense to bring out the best in humanity while also giving it a mirror or showing itself, Mm -hmm. showing, showing humanity itself through a creation that maybe isn't us personally, but what we create. And I just hope that people will, cause I don't know, living on Long Island, nobody seems to uh, be nicer. <laughs> um, <laughs> everybody's just as shitty as they were, um, maybe even more. So I, I hope that 
um, with the gifts that we have to bring and with the awareness that many people that do create are bringing that that shines brighter and yeah. brighter as we go through and as we continue to journey through all of this loss. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, Excellent. I mean, isolation breeds so much pain and yep. and just not good stuff. Like yep. all of the people acting shittier, like you said, than they were. I mean, that happens when people are isolated and they're not um, they're not pushed to try other things or to, you yeah. know, deal with other people. And then they come back to the world and they're just like, oh, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, oh, hey, other humans. Yeah. But that's why it is important, like you said, to set boundaries because then you can, you're not pouring from an empty cup and you're being able to be, you know, the best part of somebody that they see. Yeah. Right. Because I think we are all mirrors to whatever it is we're giving out. And if somebody, if you can be a mirror to the best parts of somebody, mm. that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. those people And that's what I want to do with music. Gems. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like and I, I think honestly, the songs that, that I've been able to write over the course of this year, whatever, like they happened because I had the time to fill my cup. Like you said, like I, I wasn't um, grinding to like, the bone and I wasn't like commuting all over the planet and, and figuring out ways to make money. Like I had a little less money, but I had the time to like nurture myself and nurture my inner artist. Um, and that is super powerful and we all need that. Um, it's hard to factor it in. Yeah. Listen, y'all, we come in here to the end, which is so sad. Because I've had such a great time hanging out with Alexa tonight and Jeanette. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Let's you guys, go have a drink sometime. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's on. It's on. It's a date. So listen, Alexa, thank you so much for coming on the Working Artist Project. Oh my gosh, so much. Thank yeah. you so much. Before we go, I definitely want to give you an opportunity to, you know, shout out all of your stuff where people can buy your book on how to set boundaries. <laughs> and... <laughs> Because <laughs> oh, uh, uh, no, I don't have one of those. I'm very bad at it. I'm talking about it because I'm trying. Okay, <laughs> but y'all keep your ears out for the new record and, and tell people how to connect with you and where they can DM you and, and all that stuff. Yeah, well, you can find me on Instagram. Instagram is my favorite. Um, my name on there is Alexa Aphrodite, uh, and my profile picture has a lot of kissy faces on it, so that's good. Um, but Aphrodite with an F. I know there's a lot of confusion about my name and the spelling, but maybe you can put that in the in the link or something. Yeah, I'll put that in the show notes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and you can find uh, my videos and uh, links on my website, which is myname.com. Um, and keep an eye out for my record in the fall and also for um, the gigs that we're going to be playing to play this music, which are TBD. But stay tuned <laughs> all right i'm working on them <laughs> so alexa bar sheeny and yes. uh i think i guess it's just alexa bar sheeny.com yes. and so y'all check it out and uh buy all her stuff and write her a message on all the social platforms about that book because that book need to come out that's right. all i'm saying <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right y'all my name is darian right. douglas and i'm jeanette berry uh, we'll catch y'all later peace Bye. Bye.